Today I'd like to welcome to the PodMD studio Rob Horn from OneCloud Voice and Data. OneCloud Voice and Data is a retail telecommunications service provider specialising in the supply, management, billing and support of business telecommunications services to business clients across Australia. OneCloud seeks to provide customised solutions that meets with their business customers' initial telecommunication needs whilst also taking into consideration their potential future growth and operational changes. Rob Horn is the Service Delivery Manager at OneCloud, and in that role, he helps to oversee the project management and provisioning of new business services for their clients. The topic of today's discussion is internet services and some of the basic considerations for your practice. The information provided within this podcast is general in nature, and OneCloud recommends speaking with a business telecommunications specialist regarding your own specific needs and requirements. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of OneCloud Voice and Data and not PodMD. Rob, thanks for talking with us on PodMD today. Thank you for having me on and we're happy to be here once again. So Rob, I'm guessing that there is much more to understand about internet services before we can really make an informed decision about what may work best for our business. Can you please give us a bit more of an overview on this? That's right, Peter. Apart from having an understanding of the various internet technology types that are currently available, it's important to have a fundamental grasp on what the core differences are between these services. Then you'll be in a much better position to select a service type that will be able to handle the requirements of your practice. Most problems that we see is the use of an internet service that's not capable of meeting the business needs. And of course, that can lead to frustration, inefficiencies and added costs of practice. Whether that was due to a wrong decision being made from the outset or simply that the business requirements and usage have since changed and now outgrown the particular internet service that is in place. Remembering that we now not only require an internet service to carry out usual computer data, such as emails, data files, videos, backups, etc., but we also rely on it to be able to carry out IP telephony voice data in order to hold a phone call at the same time as everything else is happening on that one connection. So having the right internet services in place has never been as important as it is now. But we have an MBN internet now, so isn't that good enough for us all to be able to run our entire practice over? Well, yes. In most instances where there is a small practice with limited data and bandwidth usage and low reliability requirements, then a single standard grade MBN internet service could possibly be capable of running the business data and their IP voice services over. However, this may also depend on what MBN technology type is being used at a particular business location as there are some bandwidth speed limitations and reliability issues between the varying NBN technologies that have been used by NBN across the country. Okay, so you've mentioned the standard grade and differing technology types. Therefore, it would appear that NBN internet does not come in one flavour. Can you possibly give us a brief rundown on what these differences may be? Well, that is a rather large subject, and without trying to make it overly technical, let us first clarify that the NBN internet service that you use at home could best be referred to as a standard grade of service. That is to say, it was not built or designed with business use specifically in mind, but for sure, it has definitely provided for a much better experience than the previous ADSL broadband technology that was superseded by the NBN. This standard grade NBN internet service is referred to as being Traffic Class 4, or TC4 for short. In a nutshell, these services have an asymmetrical bandwidth, that is, your potentially available download speed is higher than your upload speed. There's also no bandwidth speed or latency assurances, and the fault attendance assurance levels are designed for residential users, meaning it could take a couple of business days to have a fault attended to, as it's not deemed to be business impacting. Whereas MBN have designed some business-grade internet service options that have been built with business issues in mind, 
and therefore can provide a much better experience for businesses. These involve a higher traffic class, TC1 or TC2, as well as the addition of enhanced service level assurance or SLAs for fault attendance response times. Again, this will be relative to the MBN technology type involved, and of course they also come with some additional costs. Which brings us to the various MBN technology types that MBN use for delivering an internet service. Unfortunately, we've ended up with a few of these, and they can be summarised as follows. Services that are delivered over the old copper landlines, being fibre to the node, or FTTN, that are used for standalone premises, as well as fibre to the building, or FTTB, which will generally be found used within multi-tenanted premises. Services delivered over a combination of fibre in the street and the copper landline that runs from the external pit within to your premises to the wall socket, which is called fibre to the curb, or FTTC. Then there's fibre to the premises, or FTTP, which is NBN's standard grade fibre that terminates to an NBN box on the wall within the premises itself. Then we have hybrid fibre coaxial, or HFC, that uses a coaxial cable that is run into the premises and terminates on a small NBN modem connection device. Then lastly, we have the NBN fixed wireless that is normally found in more outer metro and rural locations. And of course, the NBN SkyMuster satellite internet being used in the more remote locations where the fixed wireless does not reach. I've read that NBN were now providing an even better business internet product. What is that service and how does it differ from those you've just mentioned? Yes, that is correct, Peter. Most people may not realise is that NBN over the past year or more have been progressively building out their purpose-built, business-grade NBN enterprise Ethernet product across the country. This is delivered over NBN's business-grade fibre network infrastructure, which differs completely to that used on their standard FTTP or fibre-to-the-premise fibre technology, and it's definitely not the same. This NBN enterprise Ethernet, or EE for short, is a symmetrical service. That is, the bandwidth speeds are the same for your download and upload which is critical for business. And it comes with several enhancements and options to better handle the data usage requirements of small to large enterprise type businesses. This is what we refer to as being a true business internet service and it's proven to be quite reliable. And of course, it's much better suited for business. The price for this type of fiber ethernet service was four to five times higher only about two to three years ago. And they're now well within reach of the small and medium sized businesses who want a reliable and capable internet service for their practice. Okay, that makes it very clear that there's far more to the NBN than first thought. So, do we only have the NBN internet to use, or are there other internet options available for our businesses? Yes, most definitely. Whilst NBN would now appear to be the more common method used for internet access, there are, of course, several other non-NBN alternatives out there. We have other major Tier 1 network carriers, such as Telstra, Optus, Focus and Pipe Networks, just to mention a few, that have their own business-grade fibre ethernet network infrastructure in place. They tend to find that access to these type of fibre ethernet services will be found in the major city and metro areas rather than the outer regional areas and it's subject to the actual site being also qualified for being able to have a service delivery. Once again these are internet services that are delivered into the premises using fibre. They have various symmetrical bandwidth options, unlimited data usage and they've been designed to meet business usage requirements. In addition there are also network carriers offering fixed wireless internet services over their own internet infrastructure that can come with various bandwidth options, including symmetrical bandwidth options, specifically for business use. These are not MBN fixed wireless services. These are good for servicing locations that have substandard fixed line MBN internet services, or for those businesses looking to add an additional internet service that uses a different network carrier technology to provide for a backup and redundancy for their business. And finally, we have the 4G, 5G, 
mobile broadband internet, which of course operates over either the Telstra, Optus or Vodafone mobile carrier networks. These are most definitely a strong recommendation for every small to medium business as a backup or redundancy internet connection for when their main internet connection is offline. Whilst the 5G network is still being rolled out and not yet available in all areas, we still do have access to the 4G network in most locations. And keep in mind that you also require a 5G capable router device to be able to access the 5G network frequencies and those higher bandwidth speeds. There are some limitations though, such as bandwidth is never assured and it will vary. It can be congested if the nearby tower is being oversubscribed by users. And of course, the amount of available data and the cost of data usage on these mobile broadband services is still quite high when compared to other forms of internet access. So there appears that there are quite a lot of differing options that are no doubt better suited to certain situations and requirements. Yes, that's quite right. And it does get quite technical when trying to ascertain exactly what a practice's requirements may be and looking to match those uh, internet services or combination of internet service types to meet those needs. Not to mention the various IT devices and equipment that will be required, then configured and supported in order to deliver those services. So once again, we'd strongly urge your listeners to speak with a professional who can break down these various options and present them in layman terms so they may then make a well-informed and practical decision. We sometimes have clients that have been offered to share an internet service within a premise or complex. Is that a good idea or are there potential pitfalls in, the, in doing this type of setup? Well, in some circumstances, that may be a good solution and it could work well. However, from our past experiences, we'd normally see these types of arrangements creating a problem at some point in time. One of the key issues is around network security. If it's not set up correctly, your data is potentially accessible to other parties who are on the same internal network. And of course, there is the potential for external network hackers to gain access via devices that are being used by other businesses who are also sharing that same internet connection. In addition, your experience could be degraded if the usage of that same internet connection by the other parties who are also sharing it happen to be over-utilising the available bandwidth. Then when there are problems, you must deal with the party and their IT departments who ultimately owns and supplies and manages that service, so you never really have any direct control over the internet service that you're using. It is really for these reasons that we'd recommend that practices should seek to have their own internet infrastructure to ensure that they have full control and management of their own services and associated costs. Being the master and commander of your own destiny, as I would say. Okay. And what are some of the key factors that a practice should be taking into consideration when deciding upon what type of internet connection or connections may be required? Fundamentally, it comes down to how many users or staff will be using the internet and what devices, computers, phones, tablets, printers, scanners, servers, TVs, security cameras, and the list goes on. And then what business applications will be used on that same internet connection and if they're all being used concurrently. Of course, businesses and industries all differ in exactly what they need internet for and how they use their internet services. No two are identical or exactly the same. Some medical practice can be very light users with minimal data usage and minimal bandwidth requirements for real-time applications, whereas some others may have quite large image files to be transferred or hold regular video conferencing and file uploading combined with high volumes of IP phone calls and have sensitive real-time applications that require higher speed with lower latency or lag and an assured data packet throughput rate. Therefore, it's very important to engage with both a professional IT consultant and your internet provider to ensure they can provide you with the best advice, having assessed your entire needs and requirements of your practice. Thanks, Rob. That's been a, a very informative and a great uh, general overview. So uh, can you possibly give us a quick summary of the key points uh, our listeners can take uh, away from today's discussion? Certainly. 
I suppose today's key takeouts would be, one, fully understand your needs. A standard grade MBN internet service may be suitable for some small practices out there with say one to six users, but then also factor in exactly what you need your internet service to be able to carry. As that is when you may need to step up to an internet service that's been purposely designed for business use. It may cost more, but then what is the true cost of efficiency and eliminating lost time with the team? Two, be informed. Take some time to consider the differing internet technology types, including the reliability of the technology type being used, as well as any fault response time enhancement options that may be available. Now remember that the cheapest does not always equate to being the best option in business. Three, think redundancy. We all rely on internet more than ever these days and having a single internet service with no form or backup or redundancy in place for when your main internet service is offline is simply a bad business practice. And four, Seek professional advice. While most of us are probably good at setting up a home internet and devices at home, that does not necessarily make us experts at setting up a business network and an internet service that will best function to our needs. Even the type of hardware devices such as routers, firewalls, network switches, Wi-Fi access points, etc. will have a great deal of impact on your internet experience within the practice. Understanding the exact differences in internet technologies, the various options available is quite complex and it does require expert knowledge. So please do speak with your IT and service provider to utilise their expertise and gain a better understanding prior to you making any decisions as it will save you time and of course save you money. Rob, thanks again for your time and the insights you've provided. It has been a pleasure once again and thank you for inviting us on PodMD. 